Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, I would encourage you to please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And there you can find out more information about us. We have a statement of faith, links to our social media accounts, a way of contacting us and supporting us as well. We ask that you always pray for this podcast, that it will continue to grow numerically and spiritually, and it would always be edifying and glorifying Christ. Today we're going to continue our series of um, studying historical Christian evidences. And uh, we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus as the Apostles' testimony. This is kind of a little mini-series within the series. This is number three of this little uh, segment, which quite a long and lengthy uh, study. I realize that uh, we've had lots of positive comments about it. We are grateful for that. Uh, we've had one that uh, actually called us and said, Hey, uh, you know, I, I've never knew some of this. This is really interesting, and it's really helped me understand uh, the Christian background and faith and why I believe what I believe. And I think that's real important uh, that we do that. And so we uh, will continue this series. Please tell others about us. If you like this podcast, uh, hit that like button while you're thinking about it. And then again, be sure to follow us on our social media accounts. Uh, all those are, are on our webpage, the different links that we have. We also have a prayer request page. If you do have a prayer request, we would be honored to put your name up as well. Uh, you can do that through our webpage. You can submit that through our social media accounts as well. In fact, uh, a couple of the current ones came from Twitter asking us to put a, them on our prayer list. So if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to follow along and open it. If you do not have one, you can go to our webpage and click on the uh, daily Bible verse. That will take you to a webpage that will give you one for free. And if you need a Bible, uh, want to buy one, there's links to do that as well on our webpage. In this podcast, we're going to study the testimony of the apostles uh, as proof of the resurrection of Jesus. And we're going to be in Luke 24 here for a few minutes. So turn your Bible there and follow along. Luke chapter 24. Uh, this is the account right after the, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. And we have Jesus addressing the apostles here in verse 44. And this is about the time of his ascension, going back to uh, home, back to his throne room. And he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you, that all the things need to be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened uh, their minds that they might understand the scriptures and said, This it was, it was written that the Christ should suffer, rise again from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name unto all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And so, uh, I, a little side note here, that Jesus again refers to the Psalms as Messianic. And there are quite a few Messianic Psalms, and we've talked a little bit about those in previous podcasts. And so, uh, 
And he says again to the apostles, you are my witnesses to these things. Although they, I don't think they really understood at the moment that they had been witnesses to everything that was prophesied in the Old Testament, that what would happen to the Messiah, that he would have to die, he would be put in a tomb, and that he would raise and walk out of that tomb on the third day. Uh, the apostles obviously were witness to these as seen in the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. So now on the day of Pentecost, uh, you can find the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Uh, these men are going to begin to testify. Jesus was indeed the Christ of the prophecy. Uh, they're going to preach to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, they had proved it from a satisfactory uh, from their own testimony. 3,000 people at the end of their preaching would just step forward, be baptized for salvation. Uh, they would accept the uh, sermon that Peter uh, would preach in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And so, and again, in today's uh, podcast, we're going to see uh, that the Apostles' testimony is one of the grand proofs of the resurrection of Jesus. And that these men took their testimony from Pentecost and they would carry that resurrection message throughout the entire world. And it was believed by both Jews and Gentiles of the day. What is, what is the force of the resurrection that comes from the Apostles' testimony? Uh, let's kind of look at that question for a few minutes here. Uh, first of all, we, we believe... Uh, we present all the evidence that we want to see that there's a great distinction between the apostles' testimony and the kind of witnessing we read about in the Bible, uh, the biblical idea of witnessing, and also that it's called witnessing that people uh, appeal to today. Uh, this witnessing people idea today, uh, personally, uh, testimony of what they think God or Christ I might have done for them in their life. Um, somebody might say, well, I had a $10 million a day drug habit, and look what Jesus did for me. Uh, well, that's great that you're no longer doing that kind of thing, uh, but I want to know how you can prove that. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, there's a change of life uh, that's just, and the reality is, I'm trying to find the right words here, that there's many religions, false religions, uh, that people could say the same thing about. Uh, they could say the same thing about Buddha, the monkey god, whatever. And so you have to be able to distinguish some of this stuff out. This biblical idea of witnessing, uh, in John chapter 15, verse 27, uh, Jesus would say to the apostles, uh, they were to bear witness of him. And to bear witness is to testify uh, really on the behalf of, uh, of you confirming the truth. Uh, the apostles, they were witnesses firsthand. They saw what happened, and then they were able to confirm the deity of Christ uh, to the world. In other words, God in the flesh. He was, he was God. Confined to men... You know, it's it's a confined select group of men, really, uh, this 12 apostles. 
You cannot bear witness to something that you have not personally seen or heard. If you would go to a court of law today and you would say uh, that you're testifying, it's going to be knocked out as hearsay if you do not have firsthand experience with that. You saw it personally. You heard it personally. Uh, and so the apostles were appointed to be witnesses uh, for Jesus. In John chapter 15, verses 26 and 27, Jesus says here, When the Spirit comes, he will bear witness of me, and you also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. John chapter 17, verse 20 says here, in the verse that he, he prays for those who will have faith in him. Uh, notice what he says here. Father, not only for the apostles do I pray, but for those who believe on me through their word. Now, here's Jesus is telling us uh, that the ground of our belief is in Christ and is from the word of the apostles. Why the word of the apostles, somebody's going to say? Well, because they were eyewitnesses. They were there. Uh, they were with Jesus for three and a half years. Uh, they saw the miracles. They, they heard him preach and teach. They watched the conflicts that he went through with the Sanhedrin. Uh, they saw him uh, go on trial after being arrested. They saw him dead, uh, hanging on a cross. And then three days later, they saw him alive. Uh, they handled him. In other words, they, they touched him. They, they hugged him. They talked with him. They ate with him. They lived with him. And then they watched him go back to heaven. Now, could they testify that he was resurrected? And again, uh, here's the testimony, again, confined to the apostles. John chapter 15, verses 26 and 27. Jesus is preparing the apostles for the great work of the Spirit that would cause them to do these things. He says here, But when the Spirit comes, he will bear witness of me. But then he says here, notice in verse 27, And you shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Again, there's two things here. First of all, the Spirit has to come, and the apostles would bear witness. Another reason given was that uh, they were with Jesus from the beginning. I know we just read it here a moment ago, but John seventeen twenty, Father, not only for these do I pray, but I pray for all of them who believe on me through their word. Now, Jesus makes it pretty clear that the, the testimony of the apostles, that's the grounding of the Christian faith. They are their witnesses. Or they were the witnesses. They had been with Jesus from the beginning throughout his entire ministry. Again, they saw him dead. They saw him alive. And then over here uh, in Acts chapter 10, verses 39 through 41, I probably need to slow down if all those were taking notes. I, a couple people do, they send me messages, say, hey, uh, slow down a little bit. I got to pause it and go back and listen. And so I'm trying to keep that in mind. I'm trying to give you guys a, a lot of good information in, in, a, in a certain amount of time. I, I know uh, I get comments occasionally that go longer and shorter on some things. But anyway, back to our, our, our podcast here. Our, our, in Acts chapter 10, 
verses 39 through 41. Hopefully you're there by now. Uh, we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, but also those who hung him on a tree. God raised him up on the third day and gave him to be manifest to all the people, but unto the witnesses who were chosen before God. Now, watch him identify those witnesses that were, ch that were chosen. He said, even us, who? Who also ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And so, again, here, here we have the, uh, the apostle saying, look, uh, before he uh, was crucified, we talked with him, we heard him, we touched him, we, we, we prayed with him, he, we heard and saw all these things, and then we watched him die, and then we know he's out of that tomb because we saw him alive. The tomb was empty when we went to look. And in Acts chapter 1, uh, those who were chosen before, uh, Luke kind of opens his second volume, um, second letter to Theophilus, uh, and he says, The former testimony that I made, O Theophilus, concerning all that Jesus began both in do and to teach until uh, the day in which he was received up. After that, he had been given the commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. So not all people were witnesses. Uh, they might have saw pieces of it here and there, but not everyone saw everything. And so, again, all these people were not witnesses, only the apostles whom he had chosen to be his witnesses. Uh, now then, who are they? They were those who were with him from the beginning. So you have to ask yourself this question now. Uh, what is the beginning? And we will see how we go through this uh, podcast, the, the qualifications for a witnesses. And now there has to be two qualifications, and, and Jesus really has already laid them out. One is they had to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, and that's in John 15 that we just read and being with Jesus since the beginning. And that's in Acts chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. From the beginning of the days of John the Baptist. Again, they had to see him uh, dead, and they had to see him alive again. And so the, the purpose of this really is that the apostles were to bear witness, and their, their testimony was to prove Jesus is who he said he, who he was, that he was more than just a mere man, that he was the Christ, and that he claimed that he is going to judge us, that his words are the standard of judgment, that he one day will take us all to heaven for eternity in a wonderful, beautiful place that is described in the, in the Bible about heaven. So what is the proof of all of that? Well, the resurrection certainly is proof of that. If we can show Jesus was raised, that it is a confirmation that he, that he is everything that he claimed to be and that the work uh, was done through the apostles, I think that's a pretty good indicator. So they were given their, 
they are to give their eyewitness testimony. Uh, the the force of an eyewitness testimony is is really important. Uh, even in a court of law today, and I would guess in any court um, in the world, or I'm sure there's exceptions, but most courts, they will love eyewitness truthful testimony, okay? And so, uh, because it just carries a lot of weight. And the witnesses, they had to be more than one. Uh, even today in a court of law, you have more than one witness is really great. Uh, but you just have the testimony of one witness. Uh, most judges are going to want some kind of collaboration uh, to back that one testimony, that one person. And having more testimony along the same lines is really good evidence. It really proves the point. So there had to be uh, these 12 men. And honestly, 12 witnesses hanging together saying the same thing, willing to die for that testimony. Uh, they stand up on the day of Pentecost, all of them together, and they testified uh, that they had been seeing Christ. They had watched him after uh, the empty tomb, that he, yep, he died. Everybody saw him die. And you're not talking that many days after his death uh, in Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost, 50 days later. Most people would remember 50 days ago the great event that had taken place. Okay, so... Now, these people, these 12, actually 11, are standing up there and saying, hey, uh, we saw uh, Jesus. He is alive. We watched him go back to heaven. And they're, they're united in their testimony. Uh, they were in perfect agreement with each other. They taught the exact same thing in every place. Okay, uh, their, their eyewitness observations uh, were extended over this period of three and a half years and post-crucifixion, post excuse me, uh, another 40 days to determine that uh, this was still the same Jesus and in both ministries. They, they testified to the life of Jesus. They testified to his death. They testified to his resurrection. And most importantly, they testified uh, that, hey, we all agree. We saw him alive after he was pronounced dead. So, these men, uh, they're going to suffer great persecution for what they believed uh, and what they teach. Uh, and they did. Uh, one of these men's lies, uh, you know, they're, they become martyrs, all of them, uh, probably except John. Uh, example here in Acts chapter 2, verse 22 says, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved unto you to be mighty works, wonders, and signs in which God did by him in the midst of even you yourselves know. Being delivered up and be determined counsel and the foreknowledge of God by the hands of lawless men, did they crucify him and kill him whom God had raised up. This Jesus did raise up, wherefore we are all witnesses. The apostles stand, I mean, it's really firm. They're all saying, God raised Jesus from the dead. Acts chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 says, You denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer 
to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead. And that they offered proof that God raised him. Yeah, they're saying we're all witnesses, all of us. All 11 of us. And they offered up their own personal eye testimonies, proof that he was raised from the dead. Acts chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. That Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen, what we have heard. And again, they appealed to the resurrection of their own eyewitness testimony as proof that Jesus was raised from the dead. Our faith today, really, listeners, really depend upon the apostles' testimony. Just like Jesus prayed for in John chapter 17, verse 20, that we read earlier, and the apostles insist that we are all saved by the faith in Jesus. But we can have no faith apart from the word of the apostles. I mean, even the apostle Paul would write in Romans ten seventeen, For faith comes by hearing in the hearing of the word of God. You may not believe that the Bible is the word of God. And, you know, it's an interesting article that came out here oh, six, seven weeks ago. How majority of Christians do not even agree anymore that the Bible is the ultimate authority, the Word of God. That they believe there's other writings that are out there that are just as good important to our salvation. Uh, part of that survey, you know, they claim that the modern-day so-called evangelists, TV evangelists who write books, are also inspired writers. And that just really goes against what the Bible really teaches. And I know that's not going to be a popular statement with some of my listeners. And I certainly understand that they will be contacting me, and that's okay. Uh, I love to visit with you. Because the, Jude, uh, in his short little epistle, before, right, that one little letter before Revelation that everybody likes to go to, says there's, no thing, there's nothing new. God has given us everything that we need for our salvation. And so... We need to, to understand that, yes, the Bible is a historical book. It records historical events. And it also has recorded the testimony of reliable witnesses. Men who were with Jesus for three and a half years of his ministry, who watched him perform miracles, men who saw him nailed to a tree, and he died, and they saw him dead. And then, notice this, they saw him alive three days later. They, they saw an empty tomb. They, they, they handled him, you know, as the term that's generally used. Uh, in other words, they touched him, you know. Uh, they hugged him. They, they ate with him. Uh, they lived with him. They, they watched him go to heaven. And then on the day of Pentecost, they began to say, and and what they said about their testimony and the life of Jesus, uh, they become persecuted for it. And that, to me, really is the bottom line. It, people who are willing to be persecuted for what they believe in, that Jesus is who he says he is, uh, 
they're willing to give up their livelihood and their own very own lives. Uh, most of these guys, these 11, will uh, be martyred at some point in the future after the day of Pentecost. And how are you willing to die for your your statements? Where did they get this ability to stand to up to this persecution? Unless they were really serious in what they actually did see and what they actually did hear. Uh, what does it reason? I mean, it says, sit in judgment on the evidence. You and me as a jury, draw the conclusions that agrees with the facts. And what does the fact say? That Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And, and, the, and it's one of the great proofs of the apostles' testimony. And according uh, to the New Testament, the biblical witnesses uh, of this sort that we read about in the book of Acts was confirmed uh, to those spirit-guided apostles whom testimony of what they had seen, heard, was preserved from error. We have it recorded for us without any fallacies. The purpose of their testimony was, was to confirm to lost men lost people, that Jesus was the Christ, he is the Son of God, and this could only be done by convincing men that Jesus was raised from the dead. None, no one, none since the apostles have had that eyewitness experience, and honestly, nobody really will, because obviously those are all way past in, in history. So, again, um, we need to understand the foundations of historical Christian evidences, how the church began, what these then taught, what they wrote down as being actual facts. They are, you can take them to the bank, as my uh, grandma would say. It means you could really trust it. And so, you know, uh, this idea of, uh, let me tell you about my testimony. Well, does that not mean that Jesus didn't heal you? Of course not. He hears prayer. Uh, we need to, again, be careful how we use some of these words. I, I'm a true believer that your personal life, what was it before you came to know who Jesus was? Dirty, wretched sinner that I was, can you see a difference in my life today versus 35, 40 years ago? And I would certainly hope that everybody who knows me would say yes. And that's really how we can say Jesus is really working in our lives. Just look at my life, how the Word of God has changed me. Well, I, I certainly hope that you're enjoying this uh, little series that we're going through uh, we're going to talk next time about the resurrection of Jesus again as we continue this uh, historical evidence idea. And we're going to talk about the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. And so I certainly hope that you will join us next week. Uh, again, I'm just giving you, you know, the, the surface of this stuff. We're uh, kind of going through it quickly, I realize. But uh, the nice thing about podcasts versus a classroom setting, you can hit the pause button. And you can rewind it if you need to and go back 
and listen. And I know we have two, three congregations, small congregations here in the United States, actually, now that are using this uh, to help teach their uh, Bible class because they do not have a full-time preacher. And they uh, asked if they could do that. And of course, I'm honored that you've asked and that you're willing to use it. And so, uh, again, I, I thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.